I've not used Skype for such a long time that I was like, how does it work? I had to re-download it. <laughs> I like your username. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's crazy what the pandemic has done because uh, in the last year or so, I've done this podcast for like five years now. And for the first four years, three, four years, I never heard anything of the sort of like, man, what's this Skype thing? Like, I use Zoom. Then within the last year, like, Zoom came out of nowhere and just obliterated Skype. So I'm curious to see what happens in the next, you know, when things return back to normal. Like, if Zoom still takes over or people are like, sweet, I don't have to touch Zoom anymore. It reminds me of the pandemic and it has this, like, you know, people find out. Yeah, people sign on to Zoom and they're like, ugh, this reminds me of a time in my life I don't want to talk about. <laughs> oh, man, I'd be standing like a statue at that point. Okay. <coughs> Sweet. Okay, so you guys have released an EP, so we'll chat about the EP. Um, I've got it here in front of me, Reality Checkpoint. And then I look like there's a few videos, lyric videos, music videos off of the record. Uh, Stupid Love, Skylines, and Confidence is what I immediately have in front of me. Is there also one for the best kind of anxiety? And I just need to search the web for like two seconds. Uh, That one's got lyric video, yeah. Okay. I'll make a note that there's all the videos. All the videos. Sweet. Okay. So then we'll just do a really big, fun chat about this EP and the videos and <coughs> that sort of thing. you guys have any questions? I just have one question for Naju. Why is your username? What is What is it? <laughs> what is my username? <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that was my like, first email account. Like... When I was uh, 12 years old, my mate set it up for me. <laughs> and you have to have a, a live account or something to use Skype or something. And it just, my computer was like, niggy piggy poo. I was like, okay. <laughs> this was years ago. You're old, Nigel. You're like ancient. I am. I am. pensions. He's our granddad. Yeah. The only guy in the band who's 42 years old. Um. I don't know how old you are. Sorry, just kidding. I know what we He's 46. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Well, you look, you look young and chipper. Uh, sweet. Okay. Well, then let's rock and roll. <laughs> hello, hello, and welcome to the Rock and Roll Podcast. I'm your host, John Harris, and today on the Rock and Roll Podcast, we have Standing Like Statues. They have a new EP called Reality Checkpoint. Right now, I'm being joined by Effie, Jamie, and Nigel to share some more information about this EP, what the band has been up to, and most excitedly, what they have coming down the pipeline, because we're still early into 2021. So, guys, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having us, Jim. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. I said, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> All right, awesome. <laughs> that was a lag. So, yeah, this is awesome, yeah. <laughs> Here. No worries. Uh, sweet. And then Jamie's also joining me today in the studio, as you can see from the video section. So if you're tuning in on YouTube. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Freaking fantastic. So take us through this EP, Reality Checkpoint, uh, released at the end of 2020. 
basic question just to start her off with is this does this EP have something to do with the way 2020 went? What would you say, Jamie? Uh, I'd say no, personally, because to be honest, we recorded this EP back in um, February 2000. Uh, sorry, in um, summer of 2019, we held on to it for a year while we were um, working on the music videos and uh, you know working on the, our release strategy for for the um, for the four singles. So uh, yeah, no, it doesn't have uh, a lot to do with. Um, you know, current affairs. Okay. Then what is the reality checkpoint that we are going through? I'm thinking of a video game, you know, like Sonic the Hedgehog. I'm showing my age now, but just like Sonic the Hedgehog, just going through a little thing and like the ring goes. And... You know, I think that's not a bad way to kind of phrase it, right? Because when we sat down and we wrote these songs, um, we'd, we'd actually been broken up for like a year. Um, and we sat down, got back together, and wrote four songs. Do you know what I mean? Um, and for us, it was it was a reality check. And in Cambridge, we've actually got a landmark that marks the centre of one of our most famous um, uh, kind of places in Cambridge it's called Parker's Peace. And it sits, it's like a massive lamppost, uh, streetlight type thing. And it sits right in the middle and it's called Reality Checkpoint because it marks the point in Cambridge between one side and the other. And for us, it was kind of like that. It was like that journey hit Reality Checkpoint and we decided to go in this direction. Um, yeah, and it's where we've ended up. Okay, so these four songs then, they just they just poured right out. Uh, yeah, I guess, so it, the songs are kind of like an experience, I guess, of what we've all got, like, you know, each of us in the band um, have kind of gone through over the last few years, you know, since releasing our last tracks. You know, we tried to put in, like, as much personal influence into the tracks as possible. You know, we, we spent, like, you know, months working on them, um, you know, a couple of years ago, and, you know, each song does, I guess, have a little bit of all of us. So, yeah, I guess, like, a common theme of the EP is um, kind of like hope and love um, and, you know, loss and despair. Wow. Hope, love, loss, despair. It was getting yeah. so... Yeah, it's like, it's like a journey. I, it was, to me, it felt like um, sort of like each song is almost like a different sort of chapter or sort of like a different journey. Um, and it was writing it, uh, for the music side anyway, it was... Uh, it was a journey of discovery for me because when I was writing the first lot with um, with Effie, um, it was just me and her. And my weak point was always rhythm. I was usually doing lead guitar all the time, so my I wanted to try and overcome that. And one of the first songs, which is the best kind of anxiety, that was really me hammering down on saying, you know what, I don't want to just do lead lines. I want to do a bit more rhythm and just sort of like, that is just, yeah, I'm very uh, rhythm heavy on that song. So for me, it's a journey. But um, <clears throat> And so that was, sure. that was the first song that came out was the best kind of anxiety for the EP? Um, no. I, the skyline. That was the first skyline. one that came out of us. As in, like, it was the first one that was written, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So, you want a fun fact about it? I would love a fun fact. I like fun <laughs> facts. 
So, a fun fact that we probably haven't said anywhere, I don't think. When we were writing it, um, we hadn't named it. and we, Me and Nige were just kind of writing some chords, throwing them together, some drums, seeing what we came up with. Um, and like Nigel was saying about rhythm and having to like pick things up and actually um, <clears throat> ways to learn. And there was this rhythm that... And Nigel at the time was vegan. And so I came up with a little way that he could remember it. And okay. it went... I don't eat that deep fried chicken. So we called it chicken song for like a year and a half before it became the best kind of anxiety. Yeah, it's the worst. Can't go into chicken song. What? What do you? You guys. So right next. Oh, it's the chicken song. I'm like, please stop, stop calling it that. We've got to like rename it now. Maybe I don't know. I mean, as as a fellow white person, I do enjoy the chicken dance. You can't. White people in the chicken dance, it's an uncontrollable sensation. Um, oh, yeah. What's what's the thing against fried chicken? It's so good. Is, or is it not good in England? Um, no, it is good. But at the time, I was no, vegan. I no, no, and I was eating deep fried chicken. But, no, it just, just makes, sure, makes him uh, not able to... Uh, religious and uh, gut, gut uh, <laughs> beliefs make him not be able to eat deep fried chicken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can now, and I, I, I have partaked in good. deep fried chicken. Okay, deep fried <laughs> tofu instead. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I eat chicken For now. I'm not vegan. That was that was a phase. <laughs> <laughs> it's I, not a phase, Mom. Yeah, it's not a phase. It's for real. I'm gonna save the planet. What was what was your reasons for doing it then, Nigel? And how did you decide to no longer do it? Uh, well. Uh, I suppose one of the main things was um, just sort of in my new work environment, I was sort of around people who were sort of vegan and it was just conversation over and over again. I did, I started looking into it and I, uh, I was like, yeah, sort of like I was veggie for quite a long time and then I decided to give it a go, but um, it just didn't work out for me and I, it just didn't resonate with me anymore. And I know people call me a hypocrite and whatnot, but it's just... You're a hypocrite. Not what I choose to... Uh, you know, I don't really want to eat... I do eat a lot of plant-based stuff, but um, I just think that it's good to have a balance of the very diet, you know? Mm-hmm. What's your favourite go-to? so yeah. rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird when it comes to... Uh, diets and food uh, people like really get um, defensive about what they do or don't eat and I think to myself well, it's, it's my business what I eat it's not for someone to tell me what I can or can't eat it's for me to decide what I can or can't eat but um, mm-hmm. no um, I you know I missed it. It, it it tastes great barbecue can't beat barbecue sorry <laughs> no. uh, well it's like Jay-Z said what I eat doesn't make you shit <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah very true yeah That's, I think like I said veggie for quite a long time so I mean it, it's kind of funny with the whole vegan thing right because it starts to get religious almost militant like uh, my one of my cousins is a lesbian and she said that uh, in their community, they don't like buy people, so it's almost like vegans don't like vegetarians. Like, no, no, you're almost there. You could join us completely, but you're a hypocrite. And then, yes, there's a, there's a lot of um, persuasion and coercion, sort of like. Although I don't think people actually mean to do it, yeah, um, 
they do it does come across quite sort of like heavy and it's just like I don't know um I just personally would say you know you you should eat the diet that you feel comfortable in but I would also say you should definitely eat more uh, plant-based and veg and vegetables because you know you need that balance you know mm-hmm. get some fiber in there exactly I mean you can't just live on bread alone so you do have to you know. right man <laughs> man cannot live on bread alone uh fun fact real sourdough bread is naturally vegan is it I, I uh I didn't know yeah I mean I suppose sourdough um yeah yeah Flour, flour, water, and yeast. That's it. That's all you need. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, that's all you need. Uh, what's funny, though, is that when I mention that to people, they're like, ugh, like they don't know if they want to eat bread anymore or not. You know, like, ugh, it's vegan? Ugh. Like, okay, yeah. <laughs> Water's <laughs> vegan, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, water's vegan. Um, cool. All right. Going back to the reality checkpoint, I looked it up on the internet. The dinky door. Can you tell me about this dinky door? <laughs> Dinky door. Is yeah. It, is it okay. for elves or like? <clears throat> so no yeah, like we have a we have a um like a uh, I'm trying to explain it. We have a artist in Cambridge that goes around and puts dinky doors in obscure places. Um, and the whole idea is, yeah, it's there to like be a place for all the little fairies and stuff. It's basically, you can go around, you can take your kids around or like a lot of our tourists that come to Cambridge will go and they'll look at all the dinky doors and yeah, there's a dinky door on reality checkpoint. Is there a dinky door in the CP? I almost feel like we're the other side of the dinky door. Wow. Okay. Went there. Steep. Mm-hmm. Steep. Mm-hmm. It is deep. Well, that's what I was trying to get at because if this whole EP is kind of based off of this lamppost. Should I kind of call it a lamppost? Yeah. Yeah. Lamppost. <laughs> like from far away, it's just like that's a lamppost. But I know in Cambridge, it's probably something bigger than that. Um, yeah. To be honest, I think it's kind of a hidden gem. Um, like, even I think a lot of people probably even from Cambridge, wouldn't even um, know what it is, but it's, it's so, like, there, it's so in your face, it's so out in the open, and like you say, it's just a lamppost. But, um, you know, it's got some, uh, it's got, like, a cool meaning behind it, and there's a cool story to it. And, uh, there's, you know, there's just a lot about, you know, we, we did do a lot of thinking, and I guess um, it's also in the middle of a, um, like, a cross-junction as well, so it's got, it goes four ways, the path goes four ways, and obviously the, the EP we've released has got four tracks as well. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of, I guess, the, the meaning behind, uh, like, the, the thought process behind the name of the EP. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I'm just kind of curious, like, how deep you guys went into it. Like, is there, like, a little dinky door? Is there, like, some graffiti off to the side? Uh, I saw there's graffiti on, on the thing. Who would do such a thing to, <laughs> yeah. to the reality checkpoint? Hooligans, that's it's who. Right. Do you know what? It provides a job because someone has to go and clean that every single year to remove the graffiti. So, hey. <laughs> oh, man. Yay. Uh, is it on the university campus or am I making that up? Because Cambridge has a university, yeah? It's next to yeah, one of the university hotels and opposite yeah. one of the universities, like yeah. on the big green, just a big public build. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So, 
Uh, each track is a journey on there. And then, Nigel, you mentioned as well wanting to become more of a rhythm player than a lead player. Uh, maybe take us through that journey. What provided you the idea for that challenge, and how did that? How did you overcome that challenge? Was it difficult? Um, it, it it kind of yeah. It, it took a lot of uh, taking me out of my comfort zone because, um, as I say, when me and Effie sat down, it was just me and Effie uh, and the other guitarist, Mater, um and Jamie and Chris wasn't quite in the picture yet, but it was literally just me and Effie, and I was like, well. I don't know how we're going to move forward sort of thing. I, I was just excited to write music again. And um, again, I just thought, right, well, is my weak point. And I just really sort of started listening to um, a lot of different bands, which were sort of like, uh, I was really like, all I already listened to them anyway, I was picking out like um, what the guitarists were Pretty doing. Big, Justin Bieber at the time, weren't you? <laughs> Yeah, definitely. No, uh, for me, it was... Um, You're dressed like Justin Bieber right now. Am I? Mm-hmm. I've already got a black t-shirt, and then I've got my work trousers on, which you don't want to see. <laughs> Love for the Biebs, baby. Love for the Biebs. Canada's own. I just ate my dinner, and then I was like, ah, right, yeah, I jump on. It was because um, I, I haven't long been home today, but um, no, it was good. Uh, yeah, it was like Paramore. Um, uh, was it? I can't... Sorry, my mind's gone blank. But their uh, latest album, um, there was after a lot of... After Laughter. That's it, yeah. There's a lot of, like, 80s uh, sort of, like, vibe to it and this sort of, like, rhythm. And I really sort of hammered into that. And there was another band called Fickle Friends <clears throat> who I was just rinsing that album, continuously listening to it. I was just loving the feel of it. And I was just, like, really pulling apart what they were doing and, and just trying to draw some inspiration. And, um, yeah, I mean, that... Um, best kind of anxiety was me sort of pulling well me and Effie sort of pulling those uh, inspirations and just jamming and that was one of the sort of first things that we sort of um, really started hitting on but uh, yeah I, it took a lot as as like Effie come up with that funny sort of um, phrase because uh, sometimes I, I could feel what I want to do uh, I could feel the notes, but I can't quite get them all in the like sort of like right order sometimes. So again, it's sort of like back to basics, and we just got <laughs> a funny saying, and it all just falls into place. You know, my brain works in weird and wonderful ways sometimes. But <laughs> beautiful. Okay, now we've got a little bit of time left. Um, maybe take us through some of the journeys that exist on this. Uh, record on this EP, like for example, Skylines, Stupid Love, um, the best kind of anxiety. If you had, you know, a smorgasbord in front of you of anxieties, what are some of these tracks about? What is the best kind of anxiety? Cool. So, uh, yeah, I guess the best kind of anxiety is like when you kind of have this uh, feeling of, uh, you know, everything about around you is going wrong, and you know, every everything everything there is kind of I, I, yeah, saying that, so the best kind of anxiety, what what the lyrics are about, like, if you listen closely, it, it kind of talks about how, um, you know, kind of relying on somebody there, and uh, even though, you know, if somebody, that somebody is giving you kind of problems or whatever, um, it's still kind of your only go-to thing, and even though it's giving you problems, you know, it's the, it's the best of, best of, like, the a bad, you know, bunch of things that you could go for. It's, uh... Yeah, do, um, what would you say, Beth? 
Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's about being grateful for the people that stick around, even when you're trying to push them away. You know what I mean? Like the line, in case I never told you, just know that I know that I am grateful. You checking on me from time to time. Do you know what I mean? It, it is literally about thanking people who you treat like utter crap. <laughs> and they still love you. Do you know what I mean? They're still there for you. It's like, I guess it's that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Perfect. Well, gang, is there anything else that you wanted to chat about that I didn't ask? Um, I mean, I think maybe just a little bit about what we're about, um, which is our kind of main ethos as a band and the message we want to give out to people is that we provide a platform of inclusivity and one where we've gone through stuff, we know that other people have gone through stuff and we're all about just kind of being there for each other and looking after each other with music do you know what i mean that's it although we're all kind of you know in our late 20s now it's uh we're, we've all individually gone through you know a lot of uh different life experiences and stuff and um we're, we're just trying to portray that in 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 our music and you know hope that people can listen to our music which is happening you know we're getting people to reach out and uh you know we're, we're trying to put out really meaningful music that can that can relate to people so uh you know, yeah, that's it. So when, you know, we're we're sharing this music with people, we just want to have a, a magical moment where people can just, you know, feel in a in a really comfortable space and um, you know, just just enjoy what we're putting out and just um rock on with us. Uh-huh. On the other side of the dinky door there's a stupid love full of deep fried chicken or not deep fried <laughs> chicken. That's the one exactly. Past the reality checkpoint. Beautiful. All right, well guys. Um, thank you so much for coming on to the Rock Metal Podcast today. It's been a pleasure thank talking, man. Yeah, thank, thank you for having us, Yeah, I'll see you uh, the other side of the office in uh, two minutes, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just wanted to also as well thank Jamie for joining me in the studio today. Yeah. <laughs>